0: Yes, indeed. It is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Thanks for rolling with us on a Friday evening in the Metroplex. David Shrupp's on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Hour three already on this program. as We we started an hour early to help uh, the G-Bag Nation get to the airport on time as they capped off. Super Bowl Radio Week uh, for uh, for 105 Through the Fan on Radio Row in Vegas. G-Bag Nation, KNC Masterpiece, Sean and RJ all broadcast from Vegas, and they are now on their way back to the mighty Metroplex. Um, Fun times. Really uh, a lot of great interviews, a lot of shenanigans, and if you want to catch up on any of that, you can go to 105 Through the Fan on YouTube. Check out various videos that were put together. A lot of fun stuff there for you to check out Uh, I didn't mention this when I was going around the NFL and I absolutely should have should have left guard Joe Thune of the Chiefs is out for the Super Bowl with that pec injury that he missed the AFC championship with and so you know he injured in a divisional round against the Bills he didn't play uh, a couple weeks ago as I mentioned and so they were really hoping that he could maybe play but he didn't practice all week and they finally listed him as out earlier today so that means Nick Allegretti we'll play left guard and maybe just maybe that opens up a possibility for um you know the Niners to get a little bit of pressure working against him as we move to talk about who has the edge at each position group mm-hmm. uh in this game courtesy of the score I know brought this up let's go we'll just go around this and kind of talk about which which one is better let's start with probably the easiest one
1: quarterback quarterback and i it, just just for the fluidity of this segment, I went ahead and took it upon myself and made got on a Google Doc sheet, and I got it all laid out so we can do the final score. I got it all tabulated so you don't have to keep track, and we'll see who's got the higher final score at the end of this. So for QBs, I think this one's pretty easy. I'm going Chiefs slash Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge advantage. In fact, probably their biggest advantage, Patrick Mahomes is a dude that we don't compare to anybody in the league at this point. Chiefs, one, Niners, zero. Yeah, and this is the tough thing about the way that you're running this is, I don't know I don't know that every advantage is simply one or zero, right? And I would 100%
1: agree.
0: Right? I don't even know how to quantify this difference in advantage or the ways that Brock Purdy has been solid running that offense Mm -hmm. that they have for the Niners. I don't know. If you say he's solid, what word do you use the, to to describe the way that Patrick Mahomes has run and helmed the, s S-plus. Yeah, I was like, I just don't know. For doing the tears. Yeah, S-plus. I, I don't know exactly how you talk about that, but obviously huge advantage there. I probably shouldn't waste any more time talking about it because I think everybody understands this. Running backs.
1: Running backs, pretty easy for me as well. I love Isaiah Pacheco, my favorite one to watch. And Clyde Edwards, E-layer. Yep. Uh, you can you can throw in uh, Adrian Peterson, too. Throw in all three if you want. I'm sorry. Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year for a reason. He is a beast. It doesn't matter if the O-line is blocking well or not. He is going to find the crease because he is a beast, and that rhymes. One-two spin. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the best non-receiver that's in the NFL right now.
0: Especially if you want to throw in – Elijah Mitchell, and uh, we talked about Ushchik, Kyle Ushik. Mm-hmm. right? If you throw all those guys in as running backs, there's so much availability here because Christian McCaffrey, one, is just incredible running the football, right? Great alertness and awareness in, uh, you know, utilizing his blocks, and he's just so good at squeezing the most yards out of every every play on top of the fact that he is also very versatile, or multiple as we like to say in football, he'll get mm-hmm. out there, he'll play mm-hmm. wide receiver for you at a high level, he'll play in a slot, he will do anything, and so that, that that can really manipulate personnel. But, yeah, no, Isaiah Pacheco has been solid for the Chiefs. He absolutely gives them what they need, but it is it is not like the level of advantage that the Kansas, or that the 49ers have with Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yep, and then I, I, I have one fun one in here. I'll save it, it might not even be on here. I got, I got gadget guys on here. We'll wait for that one. We'll wait for that one, but let's 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 round out the offense when it comes to the wide receiver room. For me, this is also pretty clear cut. I think you got
0: not just wide receivers. Let's go with receivers, like because obviously, if well, you go wide receivers, you not consider tight ends.
1: No, I, I was gonna do tight ends as his own segment.
0: No, okay. I'm, I'm gonna throw it at receiving core. I think this all goes in together.
1: See, I disagree. I think I, I think I think because when you go receiving core, I'm taking the Niners by a landslide, whoever yeah. Love or she writes, but when you, I, I think it does differ with the tight ends.
2: Yeah, but I don't, but this I don't
1: th- know if they're the same as far as pass catchers because I'm taking into account blocking, which Kittle is a lot better at than Kelsey. I'm taking into running the offense, which I think Kittle and Kelsey both are kind of have their own pros and cons with that. I'm not taking in just pass catchers. That's just me though. So if we're if we're if we're combining the both receivers and tight ends, mm-hmm. who would you give the edge to? The
0: receiving core still goes to the Niners, mm-hmm. right? And this is the thing is like you can t-
1: if you just separate out
0: tight ends. I know you'll talk about. Um, the idea of having Travis Kelsey there. But, look, mm-hmm. he's, he is their passing offense, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're, if we're trying to get to the idea of their passing offense, mm-hmm. of course if we separate out him out and put him in a separate situation. I but. would just go on position group.
1: Position group because I would say the tight end is a different position group than receivers, and I would say the edge goes to the Chiefs when it comes to tight ends and the edge goes to receivers when it comes to Niners. But that was, that was my own personal kumbaya. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm putting the entire receiving core together personally. Okay, okay um, so
1: we got Chiefs one, Niners two by Blake's score sheet right now. Um, O line, O line, and this one's kind of interesting because on the face you see Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the game, but you look at their whole O line, not entirely inspiring. Yeah, everybody
0: else is not what you want. In fact, your right ta- your right tackle for the Niners is Colton McKivitz. Yep. And he is absolutely not uh, a Hall of Famer. No shade to that man. You compare that to the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have put a lot of money into this offensive line. And although they will not have Joe Thune, uh Allegretti, we mentioned, held up pretty well in him. the AFC Championship game. And I think that that's a more balanced offensive line all the way across. I'm going Chiefs. Um, compared to where you do have Trent Williams. Trent Williams is incredible, but it's not balanced yep. all the way across.
1: Score is 2-2, two to two, guys, if y'all are keeping up at home. Um, can we do gadget guys? Well, I'm thinking for this one, I'm thinking use check, I'm thinking Kadarius, Tony guys that aren't going to be traditionally lined up, but could be those X factors where kick return, punt returns, your fullbacks guys that don't play a traditional position. As far as a position group, it is a position group, but you know what I'm saying? Not a wide receiver. Okay. What are you thinking? Use check is one, um, Kadarius, Tony, um, who, who's returning kicks right now for the, for the Kansas city chiefs. I I know it 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 was Sky Moore at one point. I don't think he still is. I I want I want to factor that in as well because that sometimes we might be tied up and that might be the turning point right there. Is those gadget guys?
0: Um, let's see. Let me see if I can recall who the return person is. Um, is it it's Richie James?
1: I Richie think. James is nice. Richie James for the night. That's for the Niners. I'm 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 sure, right? Is he playing the Chiefs? I'm almost oh for, sure. for the Chiefs for uh, the Chiefs yeah
0: yeah Richie James for the Chiefs Ray Ray McCloud I Ray believe Ray Ray McCloud is, is the man Niners okay for the Niners
1: Ray Ray is nice Richie I'm gonna go Niners that with with Ray Ray and Yushchek so I'm going point Niners for the gadget guys so we are going Niners one Niners two Niners three points on Blake's scoring sheet and any other thing we want to do. I, for my own scoring sheet, I'm going to give the tight end to the Chiefs. I know me and Reggie differ on that one. So it's going to be, on my score sheet, it's going to be 3-3. Three to three. Now let's move to the defensive side. Of the, ball.
0: the front seven, right? Um, for the Niners, you're looking at Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave, mm-hmm. Chase Young, and then your linebackers in Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, those guys. And then you compare that to the Kansas City Chiefs. They have George Kaloftis. Chris Jones, the monster that he is, Treshawn Warden, Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, those linebackers, those kind of guys.
1: Where do you go here? Because I think this is where it gets most interesting. So for me, I I also separated these two. I guess I'm just terrible at doing these. I did D-line and linebackers. Uh, For the defensive line and just that front four, I think it leans the Chiefs. Chris Jones is just such a monster, and I think Chase Young is such a minus for me right now that I'm leaning um, Chiefs. Um, but then when linebackers, it's a clean sweep for me when it comes to Niners. I think both of those guys are better than Bolton and Willie Gay. They're both great.
0: I think Bolton is in that same class. I don't think he has as big of a name, but I think he's in that same class when we talk about Green, Greenlaw. He, he is really and good.
1: I don't know if he's in the Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, personally. I do think he is good and one of the more upper echelon linebackers, but I think there's still a tier that he is below. He, for me, he is like a B plus, A minus, where I think Fred and, and Dre have both put themselves in the easy A category. So, I for me, I'm going D-line Chiefs, and I'm going linebackers Niners. I know you have them in interchange. So where do you where do you find the mesh on yours?
0: It is funny because what I'm working off of a, a piece by the score, and I would they they have the Niners, but I would still lean towards the Chiefs mm-hmm. in this, and as evidenced by the fact that I I have a lot of respect for Nick Bolton, even though I I love the the linebacking core of. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, I think that they, they are just missing so much when it comes to the way that, that defensive line operates compared mm-hmm. to the Chiefs' defensive line, where both George Karloftis is great getting up the field. And then we just know Chris Jones is a monster at the defensive tackle spot, and he moves around a little bit to make it even more difficult to account for him. So, yeah.
1: They are a lot, baby. Now we move on to the secondary. Now, I'm assuming that they just did secondary, and you already know Blake did corners and safeties. Where are they leaning I on mean, theirs? That's in, that's a
0: really weird place to make. I can understand where you go linebackers versus. I was trying line- to
1: break it down to each position group. I understand I could just done yeah, front it, seven, back four. Yeah,
0: but even then, defensive secondary would go all the way together. I wouldn't separate cornerbacks out in that way. I but wish. regardless, um, you're talking about uh, for the Chiefs, LeJerry Sneed, Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, uh, Justin Reed comes in here, Mike uh, Edwards shows up. Uh, and then when we talk about safeties, Charvarius Ward. Demondre Lenore, um, Tashawn Gibson comes in; those kind of guys. Logan Ryan.
1: To, to me, the Chiefs, the Chiefs sweep. I'm yeah,
0: a hundred percent, very easily. Because not only that, like they have guys that you feel comfortable just putting in man. Yep.
1: And going I, I love work. McDuffie. I love Snead. Both good man corners. Snead had, I think, the number one graded corner over the entire season, and the McDuffie, and young, nice guy. I think Washington. I want to say Washington is where he came for. Um, played college ball and. He he has gotten better and better each season. So for Blake's scoring metric, that would equal one, two, three, four, five, six advantages for the Chiefs. And that's without the Patrick Mahomes boost. And that's one, two, three, four for the 49ers. And kind of crazy when you think about it, because we talked about how loaded the Niners you didn't are. You did throw up special teams here? Let's do special teams. That's a great point. Special teams. So kicker and punter. Now I'm playing. Yeah, well, no, this, kicker this. kicker, punter, returner. You to kicker punter? Kicker, punter, returner. Well that one was my gadget, guys. It was returner, remember? So oh. we'll do kicker, punter. So okay. the kickers don't matter, but the return guys do. I just forgot the kickers and punters, but I I was oh. thinking offense and defense. Blake doesn't I think kickers matters y'all. And, and we gotta do head coach. And we got absolutely. Do head coach. We do have to do coaching. Okay. Uh, not just head coach. Coaching. You're, okay, you're right. You're right. Head coach, OCDC. Okay. So for punter, who are you leaning?
0: Um. Oh, I. I you're putting these individually. I. That's what I said. You, I said do you want to put them together. You said no kicker and punter. Kicker no, turner. I mean like kicker and punter like together with <laughs> okay, returner. So right. Special
1: teams. Special teams. We'll there put you go. S-T- Where you talking about dash.
0: Jake Moody is an interesting one because he's missed some kicks. He's missed some this kicks this postseason. And I,
1: Bucker baby.
0: Yeah, I like Harrison Bucker. Okay, quite we're going a bit.
1: Chiefs as well. Boom! Chiefs win the special teams battle. Um, Even though I think the gadget guys, Ray 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 McLeod goes to the Niners.
0: Yeah, but Ray Ray McLeod, I I haven't really like, I don't recall him breaking anything for like for something huge.
1: Now that you said that, he's going to do it. He probably will. Now that he said that, guys, Reggie just put the caster curse on it. Ray McLeod is taking one at least, at least 50 yards. Okay. Hey, coach, I got to go Andy Reid. And I know Shanahan's great. Wait, you're just going head coach and not I'm, all I'm, of the coaching I'm together? Go, I, I'm, you want to separate a head coach, OCDC? Because I think there is some differentiation.
0: I mean, feel free. Like, I, honestly, I feel like the coaching all matters all the way together. Oh, I mean, of uh, but course, if does, you want to separate
1: it out. I think there's some points where the other team might have the advantage.
0: Well, because also, like when we talk about head coach, with uh, if you are separating head coach from offensive coordinator, like what are you then talking about when you say head coach? Because Kyle Shanahan is their offensive okay, coordinator let's take out O.C. while also being their head coach. Let's take and out O.C. so are you talking about like game management decisions? Let's, is that what you're doing? We'll go
1: head coach and defensive coordinator. I mean, okay, we can do that. Um, both favor the Chiefs. So that was short lived, guys, because I think Spagnola is one of the best. we've We've seen it time and time again, especially opportunistic defense. Understanding who he's playing against, love Shanahan has absolutely decimated the Cowboys for a countless amount of years. I think there there is some but question Andy on Reed it is. if he
0: gets in his head as well, or if if he if he yep. ends up like because I mean he has we're, we're we're seeing a budding uh possibility of him being labeled as like bottler, mm-hmm. right? Even though like he's clearly had a very good team over time,
1: but it's just like you know you've oh, seen man. instances where his teams have kind of let the rope go. Niners fans are not going to like this, man. According to Blake's score chart. The Chiefs have a positional advantage in nine different spots. That is, without the Patrick Mahomes boost, I want to make that clear, without the Patrick Mahomes boost, nine advantages to the Niners' four. The Niners' four came in receivers, running backs, gadget guys, and linebackers. That is where, in Blake's score chart, the Niners have an advantage. Every other place is advantage Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah. And so, of, co- of course, we have to see how those advantages end up working together and how they're utilized because there's a lot of ways in which if we had done this in the AFC Championship game, I would have came up with a lot of Baltimore Ravens. I would Ultimately, the way that this thing came
1: around. It would have been tough for that linebacker. We would have had to debate back and forth, yeah, for that would have run. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have
0: just been a push. I would have just been like, this is fine. It's okay. Um, one, but, yeah,
1: one. there you go. That's
0: that's Who has the advantage of various pos- uh, position groups? Right here on the Get Right, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go to the d Leasing Hotline, talk to our friend from Fox Sports. His name is Dave Hellman. We'll talk to him next on The Fan. So Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, sir, Thanks for rolling with us on a Friday evening in the Metroplex. We got uh, David Shrupp on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And thank you guys for rolling with us. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we ask you, what's the worst jersey you own? Uh, we'll have that discussion here shortly. But right now, we turn to the DNM Leasing hotline to talk to one of my good friends. He hosts the NFL on Fox podcast. He works out of LA, where I'm sure that he's uh really hating all of the rain that's coming down. It's it must be like terrible living out in LA right now. His name is David Hellman. You doing okay, buddy?
2: I'm doing I am I made it through, man. The uh, you know, the rain finally cleared up. So it's back to 65 and sunny. But those those four days were tough. Let me tell you. <laughs> All
0: right. So this is something that I always love about certain places. Right. Because obviously here in Texas, we get a lot of hell behind when it gets cold. And like, especially when there's precipitation, because people make fun of us. We're just not we're not made for that. Right. We're not prepared for that. Like, what What was what was your outsider view of the way that the people in L.A. handled that rain?
2: You know what's funny? I actually – I had both sides of it. Because, like, no matter where you live, everybody's really good at something and really bad at something. You know, like you said, like, Texas, we can't handle the ice and the snow, but we know how to deal with the heat. So, like, I mean, when the temperature dips below 60 degrees in L.A., everybody acts like such a baby. Like, you see – people wearing Canada goose jackets and like, you know, $300 <laughs> jackets when it's like 58 degrees. It's like, you need to relax. This is embarrassing. And so, uh, yeah, it was with the, with the cold and the rain for the last week, it was ridiculous how whiny the Angelinos were being. But then today we got like a, a it wasn't like a huge, huge earthquake, but a pretty sizable earthquake. Like I think it was like a five on the Richter scale. And my house shook for like a solid eight seconds. And I've, I've felt like really small earthquakes before, but I've never felt one that lasted for that long. And here in LA, like nobody gave a, gave a damn. Like it wasn't even a big deal. Everybody was like, yeah, you know, thankfully it wasn't a whole lot bigger. That was kind of nothing. And I'm sitting here like, uh, I thought my house was going to fall down. (laughs) So uh, yeah, you know, you just, uh, everybody, you get, you get used to some things and you're not used to other things, I guess. But yeah, uh, people out here don't, don't deal so well with the cold.
1: Yeah. Dealing with the cold is something that it, it takes time to get. And I just want to congratulate, um, our new friendship, David. I, you followed me on Twitter a little bit earlier before the show. So I, it made my day. I want to let you know that that follow button meant a lot. And I appreciate that first and foremost, please,
2: please Blake, don't let, don't don't let me be the highlight of your day. That's you, just a road toward disappointment right you, there. You man. were the
1: highlight of my day. I, I try to have my positive poly hat on as much as I can. But I didn't have it on earlier. And I, w- I want to get your take on this. Me, Reggie, and Lucius were, were talking about the halftime show that was coming up. In- oh, you're waiting, wading back into these waters. <laughs> I would not advise it, but go ahead. And we were talking about Usher coming on. And I was just putting a feeler out if he could carry the show by himself with no features, no special guests. And they clowned me for it and said Usher is going to be great and all this. Um, I just want to get kind of your take on what the halftime show will be. And if you think Usher will be something worth tuning in for.
2: How old are you? That's right. There you go. That was exact. I want
0: you to know, Blake, (laughs) there was no prep. I didn't talk to him about any of this. You brought this up of your own
1: accord, and listen to the answer that you got. Yeah, you know, it, it's fine. I, I, twenty four, and I think Usher is great. That's not the problem. i really
2: not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just comparing him.
1: I'm comparing him to who also I have seen in the Super Bowl, and I, and I'm not saying he can't do it. I was just putting a feeler out on what the temperature what was. You compa- you're
0: comparing him to, uh, to the weekend, and you're
1: having a little bit of trouble. Beyonce, Prince, you know, we're, we're not comparing, this is the Lamar Jackson conversation, we're not comparing him to Mason Rudolph, you we're saw comparing- Prince.
2: you know what, okay, I'll so, just say that, I'll just say that, I mean, Usher has, okay, I mean, so what, Super Bowl halftime like 25 minutes, uh-huh. like, you, ba- you gotta do a 12 minute concert, basically, uh-huh. he's getting like, 15 Us- though, What's
0: that? He's getting 15. He, they, they've announced yeah, that he's way, stretching this out to 15. Oh,
2: okay, so he's getting 15. Usher easily can clear 15 minutes with just his hits. How, like ex, Usher, how excited are you for it, though? Not saying he can't do it. How excited are you for You see for how he's it? trying
0: to pivot to find a level of win. There's no yeah, win coming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, the other thing I want to point out is, like, we don't know for sure that nobody's going to come out with him. Like, I mean, would you be shocked if, like, Lil Jon makes an appearance at this Super Bowl halftime show? I, I would be been.
1: Alicia Keys, Justin Bieber.
2: Yeah. Like, so for starters, uh, ludicrous for that matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, like he's gonna do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) everything is, is on the table. Um, I mean, I'm not like super excited (laughs) just because like, I've never been a huge, huge Usher fan, but I respect his catalog and his Mm -hmm. talent. I mean, the dude's been crushing it in Vegas for, for a while at this point. So I'm sure it's going to be a great show, even if I'm not, like, a crazy big Usher fan. But, yeah, like, he's definitely got the credentials to pull this off, oh, like, easily. 100% now,
1: the credentials are there. I'm just thinking of the J-Lo. All right. You've done it. You've, you've done enough.
0: Uh, Dave, um, I, I got to ask you about the football of it all, but I also noticed you did not make your way to Las Vegas for, you know, Super Bowl Radio Row, which I thought was a little surprising because it's not very far uh did you feel like you missed out a little bit cuz I mean being in Vegas like you know sometimes these events happen in certain places like you know that are maybe not as fun and Vegas seems like one of those ones that everybody tries to get out there if they
2: can Thanks for rubbing salt in that wound there, Hey man right? you know
0: where uh, I'm at right now so
2: Yeah I mean hey uh this industry of ours has seen better days unfortunately and uh you know those those types of decisions are all often made with finances in mind um uh yeah, I would have I would have loved to go but I, I get why decisions like that get made. So I hung back in LA okay. and uh you know, the, the next Super Bowl is televised by the great Fox uh sports conglomerate, so I, I'm very Free very trip to New Orleans is what I hear.
0: Okay, very good. I love that. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm very hopeful that I'll be on hand for the next Super
0: Bowl. Ooh. But,
2: uh, no, I, I took this one off.
0: Now, with that being the case, let's talk a little bit about the game. And right now on our text line, there's someone that's uh, getting after, I, I'll say me in particular, for uh, maybe not saying a lot, like, in the way positive towards the Niners. Because, I mean, there's just been a lot of appreciation for what the Chiefs are and what they do. Is that how you felt like the conversations have gone? Do you feel like we maybe are selling the Niners short as a collective going into this?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably turned a little bit. Um I think I think everybody was real cool on the Chiefs and like off the Chiefs bandwagon when the playoffs started and now, you know, I looked it up or I saw this morning, you know, one of those websites did a they had all their experts pick. I think it was the Ringer the ringer had all their NFL people pick the game and it was seven to one in favor of the chiefs. And I was like, well, that seems like way too heavy of a skew. Like it should be, it should be a little more evenly picked than that. I mean, the the Niners are favorites in this game and yeah, I mean, you can go down the list of all the million reasons why you think the Niners should win. And I I mean, I think they absolutely can win. And I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, But I think, I think the thing that colors everybody's opinions of the Chiefs, though, is, A, obviously what they've done to get here. I mean, they beat the Josh Allen Bills and the Lamar Jackson Ravens on the road back-to-back to, back to get here. Meanwhile, the Niners have really gotten through both of their games by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it was just a year ago that the the Chiefs won this game already. Like, last year, they went up against the Eagles, an Eagles team that looked a lot better than them on paper, and they won, and they have Patrick Mahomes, and so I don't think it's, I don't think it's disrespectful to the Niners that people don't want to pick against Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I I think I've gotten to the point where, and me Reggie you already talked about this in the show, and tell me what you think about this, where I'm almost putting the numbers EPA per play, DVOA, points allowed, third down conversion, when it comes to Mahomes, kind of aside. I'm just like, we've seen him go against the best defense in the Ravens and do what he did and do enough to win that football game. So, I kind of am almost at the point where it's like, I'm not going to bet against Mahomes, and I give him a better than 50% chance to win a big, high leverage game. Obviously, the Super Bowl being one of them.
2: Yeah, I'm totally with you. Like, you look at, I mean, you can break this down on any number of levels, and I can give you a million, like, high caliber, highly intelligent reasons why the Niners might win. You know, they can get into 21 personnel and Mm -hmm. run the ball with Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Yuschek on the field. They can ram it right down the Chiefs' throats. The Chiefs aren't good against the run. They definitely probably can't match up very well with uh, with heavy personnel like that. I mean, I, I can give you all these reasons, but for me, it really is as simple as I don't want to pick against basketball. Yeah, he keeps proving us like wrong. Like I, said, I think it's yeah, it's it's totally justified at this point.
1: Um, is there any matchup? that we're not paying attention to, that we should be in the Super Bowl. Obviously, everyone's going to be looking at the quarterbacks, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Samuel, Travis Kelsey. Is there any matchup that you're looking at that's like, hey, that's, this could be an X factor that might swing the game?
2: I talked about this on the NFL on Fox mm-hmm. podcast nice today, plug. actually. Shameless, shameless plug. I love it. It was um, good. I think, I mean, everybody, like, you know, when we do these Super Bowl matchups, everybody says the names Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. But what does that really mean? Like, how might that play out in terms of, you know, Kyle Shanahan, for as great of a reputation as he has and as cutting edge as his offense is? I think he skews pretty conservatively mm-hmm. in terms of decision making. We saw that against Green Bay in particular. Andy Reid has ultimate trust in Mahomes and his offense. I think Andy Reid's going to be a little more willing to be aggressive. And on the flip side, Andy Reid has one of the best kickers in the NFL, one of the most reliable kickers in the NFL in Harrison Butker and Kyle Shanahan has a very shaky rookie in Jake Moody. And so how conservative are they? How aggressive are they in those moments where you maybe go for it, where you maybe kick and how might the quality of the kicker play into that decision-making process? I think that's, a very fun wrinkle that's kind of flying under the radar.
0: We're talking to David Hellman of the NFL on Fox podcast. uh, Good friend of ours uh, right here on one Oh five, three, the fan and Dave, you know how this goes. We've talked NFL and that's all fun and good, but I want to get into the college football sicko of this all. We learned today that we, we we watched a a bonafide college football head coach at a big 10 program leave one Big Ten program to go and be the offensive coordinator at another one that's Chip Kelly. Right, what does this say about the college football landscape and is this is this like a harbinger of bad things?
2: I mean, if you can't see the bad thing if you can't see the writing on the wall that things are bad already, then you know, I, I don't I don't know that you could get a wake up call if you haven't seen it already. But yeah, I mean this is this is a crazy sign of how uh imbalanced college football is right now that the head coach of a power 5 program in the same conference as ohio state is like yeah screw this i'm getting out of here which living here in la now it's extra funny because you know i've i've gotten to know some ucla fans and you kind of pay closer attention to the programs they the have those? that you live in mm-hmm. i know i mean maybe not very many but the ones that care obviously care a lot because ucla doesn't give them a whole lot of reason to uh, and like the there is very mutual disdain there, like the u c l a fan base does not like chip kelly i obviously chip Kelly was pretty tired of being the head coach of u c l a to leave for a lesser job, so yeah i mean if there's if if you ever needed a sign that there are haves and have nots in college football i mean it's it's absolutely incredible to see how really how bleak it looks unless you are one of those, I don't know, we'll say like 12 really bulletproof programs. If you're not one of those, um, I don't know how to sell you a whole lot of hope that things are going to get better. And also this is wild to say, but I think Michigan winning a natty is going to wind up being the best thing to ever happen to Ohio state. Cause those dudes are pissed off, man. Like, the things the lengths that they have gone to since Michigan won that game whether it's the transfer portal whether it's hiring you know first they got Bill O'Brien now they got Chip Kelly like they are throwing money at their football program to a degree that we hadn't ever seen from them before and that's that's a blue blood like that's how mad they are that they have lost the upper hand in this rivalry and I cannot wait to see Ohio State fo- play football this year because there's going to be so much pressure on Ryan Day and that team.
0: Yeah, and that that's part of the fun of it, but also again alludes to the, the kind of the bad nature of it that they're just like, all right, well, let's pour more money into this because that's obviously going to help all of this, uh, the entire hey, landscape. Hey,
2: capitalism, baby! This is what the people want. <laughs> this is America. That's that's that's,
0: America. Right. that's right. I mean, it's always been professional sports. We're just getting closer to that. Uh, David, I appreciate you greatly. I uh, love your podcast, NFL on Fox Podcast, and I love you more as a human being. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time headed into the Super Bowl, man.
2: Anytime, my friend. I'll talk to you all soon. There you go. Luces. David Hellman,
0: NFL F- on Fox Podcast, joining us right here on, uh, via the d Leasing Hotline on 105.3 The Fan. Was
1: that your first time talking to Dave?
0: Second. Okay, cool. I was like, I feel like. I Second. feel like I should have introduced you, but also. Okay, but, cool. but we
1: got the follow back this time. So, ah, he, so. he wanted to make sure you were cool I, first. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I warned him about the first one. was like, okay, this guy's guy's eye, And then he followed me before the show. There you go. There you go.
0: Uh, Coming up next on the Get Right, what's the worst jer- jersey that you've ever owned? <laughs> 877-881-1053. That's the truckreg.com text line. We'll discuss it next on The Fan. To Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Dattatula. That is Blake Elliott. uh, David Strupp on the ones and twos. Thank you for listening to us on a Friday evening in the Metroplex. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for making us a part of your evening. You can be even more of a part of the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. Again, 877-881-1053. Uh, Texan, as right now we're asking, what is the worst jersey you ever owned? Blake, what what brought this to mind
1: for you? Um, I, I just thought of, I think I saw a post and it was saying a jersey that aged badly. And some people in the comments were just kind of talking about different things that had aged badly. And the the first one that came to mind, and unfortunately it's still in my closet, and DFW sports fans, maybe you'll be able to resonate, maybe you won't. But um, the very first basketball team that I liked that got me into sports was the Celtics with the Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, Ray Allen, KG days. Mm-hmm. And Rajon Rondo was one of my favorite guys.
0: Oh, no. Passer. Oh, no. I know where this one's going. And um, in 2014,
1: yeah. if you remember, he came to the Dallas Mavericks. Funny enough, Dwight Powell was in that trade. They yes, he him, was. And then we sent out Jay Was Jake. that Brandon Bass? We got Dwight Powell and Rondo in exchange for Jay Crowder, Jamil Nelson, and Brandon Oh, Brandon Wright, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, different Brandon. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought the jersey, guys. Asked mom for it. Got the jersey, and um, which I I think if you've ever followed the Mavericks, you know that the Rondo experiment was um an experiment. Yeah. Think Grant Williams, but worse. Um, yeah. And I had him on my team. Had him on my jersey. Had him on the back. Wrapped it. Um, it sat in the back of the closet for 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 time to run out. Um, it. Hopefully, just just bury me in the Rondo jersey so I can be let down one last time. All right. Okay. Um, that one. Yeah. It's just one of those ones.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a discussion piece now, right? Like yeah. that's that's what it is. Six eight two feels your pain particularly. They say Rondo Mavs yep. is their worst jersey. Like you you stopped wearing it once once it went bad or stopped wearing it once he was gone. Yes.
1: Just think of jerseys that you've bought or maybe a friend has bought that did not age well. You bought it. You thought they're going to be the next best player for your team and they got traded or they got let go, or they just didn't play well, or they didn't play at all, and they got benched. 877-881-1053 is a truckwreck.com text line. Send them in, guys. Send them in. The first one that I see on here, we talked about on the break, from the 817, I was gifted a Johnny Manziel Cleveland Browns jersey at the beginning of his rookie season. I think that one's still fire. Personally, I think that's a fire jersey. Yeah, yeah, best of luck. Best of luck to you in that. Because that's an era. Cause how how long was he with them? He was with them more than just a year. He was with them a good little minute. Well, and he gave them their first playoff win, and, and forever. That's a legendary jersey to have. The Johnny. All right, you're
0: using the word legendary way okay, too lightly. Okay. Come on legendary,
1: now. Legendary. Let me back it up. That's a cool, uh, unique. He was jersey there multiple have. years, as in two. Mm-hmm. So, I have a Doug McDermott jersey from his Bulls days. Okay, but Dougie moves around so much he doesn't he even. He was. F- well, I got good. It. Why did you get a duck? Wait, hold on. Doug McDermott? I don't know. It's a, it's a wild. I, I started, you got
0: the ultimate fan favorite jersey, right? Instead of getting like, hey, let's get one of these stars. In fact, you I didn't, got it
1: before. Like, I got it right when he was drafted too. Oh, so yeah. I got his jersey, Joel Embiid's jersey, and Andrew Wiggins because I don't know why I really liked Wiggins. that draft class. Yeah, and I got a in sign, that same draft class. Yeah, and then He's I also got a sign ball. Who was from buying? Home. Who had all this money to buy from, these jerseys? Maddox gift card went crazy. Uh, I'm an only grandchild again. So. Oh, so they were just they were like, look. We got it for you. Oh, people are sending them in. What do you think about this one, Reg? From the six eight two, Randy Gregory, worst jersey I ever owned. That's tough. Played four games, missed twenty games. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. A nice little four twenty joke uh, yep. spun in
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just was was not was not playing enough. I get it. Uh, this is interesting because like this then highlights the idea of. Hey man, buy, buying these jerseys, man, it's it's a real it's a real gamble. It's, it's a commitment, man. Which you're is, you're saying I think this player is going to be good. <laughs> like there's it's a it's a level of like playing the stocks in a way. Well, that's a and good, that's a good
1: what's a way to look at it, Reg.
0: And I mean for me, I've never been a jersey guy in particular.
1: How many do you own?
0: I have owned 4 jerseys in my lifetime. And you can name them all four off top. I can name all four of them. Let's hear it. Uh Kobe Bryant purple 8 jersey. Ooh. Kobe Bryant. Now that's legendary. Kobe Bryant yellow 24 jersey. Ooh. Uh, I got a Carmelo Anthony fifteen Light baby
1: blue, blue Denver Ooh, hoo, Nuggets the jersey. Baby blue oh, crazy.
0: what's crazy? What's the fourth one? I cannot remember the fourth one. To the save babe- my life, right now. Okay.
1: Well, while you're thinking, I'll read some more of these out. Oh From my From the two one four, we got Ryan Howard uh, Phillies jersey. That one is good. I'm I the- think you're good in that. I think you can still wear the white Ryan Howard jersey. Yeah. Like he
0: was good enough was for good. a while. Like I feel like if you're good Philly's enough legends. for a while. You're cool, like five one two Michael Vick from the Falcons. That that's, one, that's still good in the hood. That is. You the can best wear that jersey. out right now, and that's just a cool throwback.
1: That's all that Michael is. Michael Vick, uh, Falcon jersey, black one, might be a top five jersey of Tough. all time. Tough. What about Wes um, Unseld? I have a Wes Unseld jersey from the Bullets. Yeah,
0: like, that like Yeah, that's not a bad jersey at all. That one, that
1: one rocks. I also have a Sean Kim jersey as well.
0: Uh, Sean Kemp, uh, Sonics. Yeah, yeah, no, that rides right. Like, not, I don't think any of those are bad. To be okay. completely honest, like this one from the nine seven two Prince Fielder Rangers jersey. All right, all right. I know the injuries, injuries happen. I think you can still wear that one and be cool. I think people, nobody's gonna look at you crazy. I, uh,
1: the the Prince Fielder one, they had to sell that only in XL, right? You can't be a skinny. All uh, right. I, am I, what are you doing? What are you fat shaming people? I am not. That's crazy, bro. I am not fat, That's crazy, am not, am not fat That's shaming. That's where the power came from, my boy. I know, but if you are. Minus 120 and you're wearing a Prince Fielder jersey I it just it's Why? Not. Why? okay. Well, you can't okay, like okay, big boys? Okay. You can't like big boys? I'm new with big boys. I I, I, I can't say <laughs> Yeah. Big boys are okay. That's crazy, that's bro. That's not what I'm saying. I'm that's saying. wild. He was right. like, do they even make those in mediums? That's crazy, dude. That's <laughs> let's, uh, wild. Let, let's change the subject. From the 817, Aaron Hernandez jerseys. Yeah. Those didn't age well.
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I I Because that the worst part about that is if you continue wearing that, it's not even like, yo, he was good at one point.
1: No, you know exactly you're kind of, you're what you're kind of saying. Reffing. You know exactly His what you're reputation saying. reputation goes further than football. People are not even thinking of football they see. Right. That. Like and the people are, the, this is a statement piece now if you put it on your body. Oh, I actually had this one from the 817 Zeke Cowboys jersey. I think
0: you you're still good wearing I, I that. I think you're
1: still good. I think you still wear I had that one cuz you know last name Elliot had had to cop. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh from the 682 Fresh Fresh Reggie Grant Williams jersey. He was a flop, and now he's gone. That's so tough. So win, win. Either way, cheapest jersey I could find. And
0: you know, that's the tough part. It's the cheap jersey. I feel like in that instance, it's just you look around and you go, wait, you must have gotten in on discount. Because I was like, aren't all the jerseys like that are they're a standard price, aren't they? I was like, at that point, you go get one of the stars. You got two stars to choose from Mm -hmm. on this team. Luka Kai. Right? I'm like, you could have gone with one of those. You ended up with Grant Williams. That's kind of. What do we we think about a Dante Axum jersey? You think that's selling? I feel like you're trying a little hard, but you know what? You can go, You can do what you need to do. Dante X, I especially might-
1: if you're if you're like
0: if you're Australian or Grin- whatever. Aussie. yeah. Look, I, I at that look, point I'm you being- can buy whatever jersey you at want. Don't let I'm- me stop you. I, I just you
1: know probably going, probably so. getting a Josh Green jersey. Um, we got ooh from the three one two. This or three no three one six. This is a deep pull. Roddy Babois. Yeah, the Roddy
0: B thing was funny here because that was another fan favorite that, That's a fire jersey to have. I'm sorry. If
1: I saw that in public, I am walking up to you and giving you a compliment. You know
0: what that jersey and that's the thing is I feel like enough people also were in on the for lack of a better term, Roddy B scam. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that more people are just gonna be like, yo, I understand, than just like, yo, that's a bad jersey that's fire. Right? You know what that jersey is? That's a summer league special right so in the really nba special. people at summer league are the types of folks that are like real nba heads cuz you're watching you're not even watching like Preseason basketball. You're watching even less than preseason basketball, so you're a real hoophead. Mm-hmm. So, the people there are like flexing by putting on like real obscure jerseys. That's mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Roddy B was a thing.
1: Ooh, what do you, if an 817, Mark Teixeira, I, I always say his name wrong. Teixeira, so were, no, you got it. Teixeira so Rangers. And then here's an even better one Chandler Parsons yeah, that's, on
0: the Mavs. Yeah, that's that's nasty business. The Mark Teixeira, uh, I get it. Yeah, no, that's tough. That so is tough. We've had,
1: we've had multiple texts, A Rod Texas Rangers jersey, while he was getting paid $100. Yeah, million that, that one really
0: stinks because Not only did he like spurn you after all that money, he went to the Yankees. Mm. And then also now you know who he is as a dude as well. Like he's just Ooh, he's not this, as. I, I gotta point yeah. this out.
1: This is a bad answer just because it's a legendary jersey, Josh Hamilton jersey. That is a top five Ranger jersey. I think
0: there was there was a long, <laughs> a big long era where that was the time that was the jersey that to was the
1: jersey. It's cool. That's a good jersey. It's to just have.
0: now if you bought it at a certain time. But look, man, you're gonna be fine with that one. Uh
1: oh yeah, the Henry Rugs uh, Raiders jersey. Ooh, tough, tough, tough. 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 But sometimes something bad happening almost makes the jersey more. No, not that. No, okay, <laughs> my, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. You want
0: to talk about that one being the wow? Okay, right, I didn't
1: say it was good. I'm just saying it has a little bit of a story behind
0: it. It does have a story, not one that I necessarily. Oh, wow, eight one seven. Someone said their dude got him uh, a dude got him a Colts Wentz jersey. Ooh,
1: that's real nasty that's business. Nasty business. What do we think about this? From six to you an OJ jersey, is that okay to wear? Someone,
0: okay, you know exactly what you're trying to do. All right, is
1: it okay to wear the jersey? You like the sport, the juice.
0: That that feels like another statement piece. You trying to say something here?
1: I that's, I'm just it's, reading it, the text. It, it's a real throwback. It is a real throwback. I will say that. Jalen Smith for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, that one's tough. That one's tough. Like that that'll just get people to not like you. Unfortunately, Ooh, three different people. Taco Charlton from the Cowboys. Wait, can we can we go back real quick? Go yeah, ahead. Taco Charlton and stuff. but. <laughs> Was it the Jalen Smith 9 jersey? Ooh. <laughs> you remember that one time yeah. when well, everybody, they allowed people to change numbers. their numbers, yep. Yep. and he changed it to 9 very soon before he gets cut? I I I love it. I, I want to know. Does I, someone out there has to own a Jalen Smith 9 jersey, yes. and if that's the case, you you did this to yourself. It was very evident what was coming down the road I, with Jalen Smith when he chose to pick the number 9 jersey. I just
1: want to say, we're getting text a lot of texts. Y'all are really active, and we're loving it. I don't understand how... We're seeing all these different names, and the exact same name gets sent three times in a row on top of each other by three different people. Who's that? Sam Hurd? Sam Heard. Yeah, that's tough. That's <laughs> three tough. different people. That's tough. I don't.
0: I don't know how to answer this. Uh, you know what? I'm just not gonna say that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be safe than sorry than say things that I want to say.
1: You want to read the one from the 903? I'll let you take the liberty. In Which that 903? One. There's so many of them. Uh, uh, Marison. Oh, I'm absolutely not saying that name. <laughs> what do you think? I'm insane. Look, that's I, I don't. If I let you take the liberty,
0: <laughs> I, and I will not. Uh, someone said they got a Cheeto jersey. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. He was he wasn't particularly bad, but also like. There's not really enough. There's not enough oomph there. For the four six nine, they said they had a Corby, Corey Kluber Ranger jersey. Ooh. I think you're good in that. I think you're chilling.
1: What about for the one seven Dennis Smith Jr. Mavs jersey? That's tough. That's tough. He had a little you, bit of history. And I think I think you're fine wearing that. But I do think that like like at a Mavs game, you think you're getting like looked at kind of funny.
0: No, I just think there's like a whole bunch of sadness there. Yeah, where everybody that was goes. was a sad time. Everybody goes. Oh, you thought you had a jersey for a long mm-hmm. time. and you just didn't. That's tough, buddy. Got
1: a number 31 Roy Williams jersey. That's that a Cowboy. fire jersey. I. I think that's a fire one with the like metallic kind of silver white cowboy yep. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly i going. know that's a good jersey to have along with the i saw someone texting in miles austin miles austin is also a really good jersey to have i would walk up to you and say you know ball if you had a miles <laughs> austin metallic silver jersey we're friends right there i'm buying you a beer we're, we're we're kicking it mavs lamar odom from the 817 mavs lamar odom that's real nasty that word. is 'Cause he was not here long. That's nasty work. Okay, what did what did another one of Kim Kardashian's exes play for the Mavs? Chris Humphreys what, Chris Humphreys? Did he play for the Mavs?
0: That and it wasn't Kim didn't uh marry Lamar Odom. That was uh Chloe. Chloe. Same, I almost said Courtney, but same no. difference. One also of the,
2: Josh Howard,
1: Dallas Mavericks. Now, that's that's a, a great jersey. That's a great, that's a great jersey. I don't know what you're Shout out to Josh that's Howard. That's a elite jersey. No, I agree. I okay, agree. cool. I agree. I was like, I was, like oh, man, don't, don't do that to Josh, we, awesome Josh Howard. Like we're not doing Josh Howard. We We love Josh he Howard. He was my first favorite basketball player. Cool. We'll Shout out to you. my boy, Josh. Um, maybe oh, wow. Larry right
0: Flores said he had the uh, he had the Drew Bledsoe jersey. That's, that's rough.
1: That is rough. Oh, man. Okay, here's two ones that they said were bad, but I would disagree and said that they're good. Monte Ellis Mavs jersey. Fire jersey, Fire. Monte have it all. I, I think you got to have the blue one. Uh, he rocked that blue metallic jersey, and then from the eight three two, Marion Barber. Yeah, I
0: think Marion Barber's fine. That's Personally. a that's a
1: fine jersey. That's a they're more than fine jersey to wear right there. Um, from the two one four, Delonte West. Yeah, that just
0: makes us sad. I think that's the thing is like I think that one just ends up being in Summer League except for the fact that it makes me sad. And I imagine it makes a lot of other people sad too. Shout out to Josh Howard by the way. If you don't remember, you UNT Dallas uh head coach. Yep. Remember? Uh so shout out to Stand him. Stand
1: up guy, one of the homies. Go support Josh Howard.
0: We got to right get guy. we got to get out of here. We're, Radio running, World, we're, baby. we're running real late. keep sending those in. I'll see if I can plug some more on the other side of this as it's the get right right here on 105 through the fan coming up next. Let's get bold Super Bowl predictions headed into Super Bowl 58. We do it next on The Fan.